Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of Russell Zone. And today I am joined by the lovely Gigi Ray. Gigi, how are you today? I'm good. It's so nice to talk to you again, Ella. Yes, and I have to admit, I think this is a first, but I had some difficulty figuring out where to start today because there's just so much to discuss <laughs> since the last time I talked to you. But Definitely. I think we'll start with something that recently happened out on the West Coast. I'm talking about the West Coast Pro Training Academy where you attended and were one of the winners of the Marvelous Open Tryouts. And now you will be making your way to Japan for a Marvelous Tour. Before we get into the details of the tryouts, did you attend the seminar led by Chigusa Nagayo the day before as well? I did, absolutely. I mean, the it was the tryout and the seminar. The seminar was the day before. Yeah. So I mean, why not go to both and kind of let them get a chance to see you twice? So I'm really glad that I did. And it was I was going out there anyway, so I might as well be out there for both um outing so yeah so can you kind of give us and we'll talk about the open tryouts in a second but like learning from a Japanese legend like Chigusa Nagayo can you tell us more about that seminar and some of the things that you learned there uh it was really interesting um there was yeah so she led it and then she had I think about four other girls from Marvelous Marvelous that were there helping run the seminar as well so a lot of it was kind of still like the fundamentals and basics um a lot of just like the first thing in a wrestling match is like locking up right so they yeah. kind of wanted to see us lock up and kind of just see that intensity and um because I don't know as a wrestler if you kind of have a crappy lock up in the beginning it kind of sets that sets the tone for your yeah. match you know and you have to see these two people they're going to go at it so if you don't have a good intense lock up from the start you don't really know what kind of match you're going to have so that was kind of like the first thing they we did for a while was just like a very basic like lock up and I felt really fortunate to be able to um, learn from them. And then it's cool, too, because um, last, last year I went and trained with um, Natty and TJ Wilson at yeah. their um, facility in Tampa. Yeah. And that was something that we worked on there, too, was just locking up. So even from that, um, I was like, I'm very intense with my lockups. And I took that from learning from like Natty and TJ. So I knew going into this uh, seminar and this tryout, I was like, okay, like, they showed me how to do a really, really intense lockup. So I'm going to bring that here as well, too. And so that everyone kind of went around and did their lockups and stuff. And um, ours, I don't know, it, it was cool. It, it was just something very basic, but something like very, very important. And so it was cool to know that it's like that's still something that's so valued all over the world. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of laid the groundwork for the next day when the actual tryouts yes, happened. Exactly. So, I mean, I I saw I saw the photos of the winners. Chigusa was there and a couple of the other marvelous girls. How was that experience? That's obviously had to have been a lot more intense. So, can you run through kind of what you guys did there for the tryout? Yes. Yeah, so for the tryout, um, all we did was um, have a five-minute match with someone else who was at the tryout. That's all it was. So everyone kind of came in their gear, ready to go. Um, I wasn't actually really sure what it was going to be like. I didn't know if it was going to be like drills or drills and some conditioning in the beginning and then a match later on. Um, but kind of like from people that were at the seminar the day before, you could kind of just hear a little bit of like yeah. rumblings that like, well, make sure you bring your gear tomorrow, make sure you like come in your gear. And I was like, like come fully dressed, like hair, makeup, everything. Like, I don't know. So I kind of just had it in my, in like my bag with me and uh, we got there and everyone was, yeah, ready to go. And that's all we did was just a quick five, five minute tryout match. And um, thankfully, like Promise Braxton happened to be there too. So her and I kind of wrestled each other on our tryout match. And 
Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to bring her up. Having someone like Promise Braxton, who you've worked with and is another popular name in the Texas scene, I have to imagine probably brought some comfort or some relief in that kind of, um, not tense, but it's like it's a big opportunity kind of on the line. So I have to imagine that they gave you at least some sense of relief or comfort there. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know like, yeah, Promise and I, we've been wrestling each other for like yeah. the past year. And, you know, we have a lot of mutual respect for one another and when they said you could like pick whoever you want to wrestle, we kind of just looked at each other. I was like, okay, well, like, looks like we're going to be wrestling each other. And uh, we kind of went out there and do kind of what we always do in a very condensed fashion and very fortunate that we got both of us get to go to Japan. So yeah. And you said on your Instagram that wrestling in Japan has been one of your biggest goals since you started wrestling three years ago. And now it's coming true from what I understand. It looks like it might be happening later this summer slash in the fall. Can you give us an update on when you're heading to Japan and kind of how you're preparing for it? Yeah, I actually don't know for sure yet okay. when it's when we're going to be going. Uh, they have to figure out like our visa stuff uh, before we go. Yeah. I did get a chance to talk to some of the other girls that have worked with Marvelous in the past. And uh, they kind of said, yeah, the visa kind of takes a while. But once they get the visa, you're pretty much like on your flight out, out the door. You're gone. So they kind of told us um, after the trial, just kind of get everything in order. Make sure you like your work is good with it, your finances are good, your family's good, get everything figured out because once once we get your visa, we're going to be sending you out. So so um, and yeah, right now I kind of wrapped up with my, uh, my shoot job and now I'm just going to enjoy the summer. I'm going to go home back to Canada for a bit and visit with and stay with my friends and family because I've been away from them for so long. And so I don't know how long I'm going to be in Japan for. So I really want to spend some time with my family and friends back at home and wrestle on the Canadian scene before before I head out. So yeah. Yeah, so, so we, I think I think it I think we'll be going at the, by the end of the summer, like maybe September. That's just my feeling. Yeah, um, but we'll see. That's kind of that's what I'm hoping anyway. That's what it seemed like. In like in the meantime, like you said, you're going back home at the time of recording this. You have an event coming up this weekend against uh, Shazza McKenzie, who I love. Is oh, this so kind excited. of a, a permanent move back home for you, or are you um, st are you still gonna be in Texas? What's the sitch? <laughs> Well, I, I'm not sure yet. So okay. I think I will be coming back to Texas. Yes. I literally just put all my stuff into storage. Okay. So I got like a storage locker. I moved out of my apartment and I just, I've accumulated so much stuff yeah. in the last two years. So, and I didn't want, I kind of felt like if I kind of drove my car and all my stuff back to Canada before going to Japan, I feel like that kind of closes the door on like my US and my Texas journey down yeah. here. And I, I'm not ready for it to be done, really. Yeah. So I still, I still, I've kind of like established some roots here. Like, um, I have a lot of really good friends still training at like Reality of Wrestling, and I, I'm not ready to let go of any of that mm -hmm. stuff yet. So I put myself in storage. So I do have to come back eventually, and then we'll kind of see where it goes. But I'm really, really looking forward to Japan, and I really want to stay out there for like as long as I can. I think. Yeah. Um. I was talking to another. Texas popular person high on she obviously had a tour mm -hmm, in Japan yes. a few years ago she was also there at the queen of the indies event that weekend competing there Mosh Slamovich the winner was was oh. stuck in Japan for a year for the pandemic and all of that yeah. so she was in Marvelous for a while too so those are definitely some people I know who have had valuable experiences there but obviously you know Texas has been such a huge part of your story really 
two thirds, I guess, of your wrestling career now at this point. You took the mm-hmm. leap and moved out to Texas about two years ago. I know some of it was influenced by your shoot job, but on the wrestling sides of things, I feel like it opened up a lot of cool doors for you, like you said, to work in reality of wrestling, Mission Pro. So kind of reflecting back on your decision to move to Texas, can you kind of talk about how that decision has impacted you personally and, of course, your wrestling career? Uh, it it's honestly the best decision I've made in my life. I want to say, um, I've grown so much as a person, um, just maturity wise, kind of just to be able to come out here on my own, not knowing anyone and having a lot of like success pretty early on, uh, has been like really, really encouraging and really like really motivating. And so like with now being able to go to Japan, it, it kind of shows me that it's like, I know I can handle putting myself in an uncomfortable situation, not really knowing anyone. Obviously, it's going to be a huge, like different culture shock. Um, but I, I've I've done that. Like I've, I've left Canada by myself, come kind of re- had to reestablish kind of my whole life down here. And now I'm I get to do it again. And I get to go like across the seas and do it in Japan. So I've, I've just, I've grown so much. I've matured so much. I've got to see so much. I've networked with so many people, made so many friends and connections. And yeah, I was coming to Texas and living in the States the last couple of years has just been really like enriching to my life and, and especially my wrestling career as well too. So, and I'm just, I'm really excited still to go back home and wrestle with my friends up in Canada yeah. and go across to the West coast, like back to Vancouver and stuff. And yeah, I'm just, it's, it's been, it's been so amazing. It's just everything that I've kind of hoped for has been happening and been coming true. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And you mentioned your, st- so you're, you are still, tra- I know you're moving, but you are still training at reality wrestling, correct? Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't, so last year I was living in Houston training at right. reality of wrestling. And then my job ended up taking me to Austin. Mm. So I was working in Austin. So I would still like come maybe every, every couple maybe once a month, twice a month down to Houston to kind of train and get back in the ring. And cause you kind of like, you kind of build a family and yeah. a, comfort, a comfortableness there. Um, and I'll be there tomorrow before I fly back um, home and stuff. So yeah, reality of wrestling, I still feel is kind of like my home base and like my home promotion. Yeah. And yeah, I really love it there. And I love all the people there and there's always new students coming in all yeah. the time. So it's really great to kind of see the school growing and um, it's, and it's weird because it's like I've only been there for like two years but yeah. it's like now that I'm part of the roster and then these like new trainees come yeah. in and they all like know who I am and I'm just like oh I, I'm like I'm a nobody like I just got you're, here you're, like, you're the know. big dog now Gigi I'm not but it's, yeah but it's kind of it, it's kind of cool it's interesting yeah and I feel like you know you've I mean you've gotten to learn under the guidance of not only your peers but like two kind of legends hall of famers too queen charmel and booker t i have to imagine that they've instilled some new pieces of advice and words of wisdom in you so i'm kind of curious what's something that has stuck with you from your experience at reality of wrestling uh the thing that comes out to my mind right away is Gigi, don't do stupid shit <laughs> that's what booker told me after um that ladder match and when i ended up injuring my wrist yeah Yeah, he was like Gigi no more stupid shit (laughs) I was like yes sir I got you (laughs) so so you know I'm just trying to like keep that in mind you know like wrestling it it is pretty hard on your body you really do have to protect yourself um and it doesn't it doesn't take a lot for you to kind of 
um, injure yourself and kind of be out for a while and injuries can take a long time to heal. So, you know, I'm just trying to um, work smart, um, work safely, um, but still be entertaining and still do stuff that's like within um, my capabilities and not do anything too crazy. And, but still it's not about the moves, it's about telling a story. So always kind of focusing on that. And that's something I've really, really tried to hone in on these last couple months is storytelling and not just about like crazy moves and flips yeah. and doing all this wild stuff. That's like really entertaining to see and watch, but it's about storytelling. That's what wrestling is. So it's like kind of cutting it back down to the basics. So no stupid well, shit. <laughs> well, one of the stories that's been blossoming is the story of the money birds. Texas yes. is where you connected with Lady Bird Monroe, who ironically, granted hers was a lot more severe than yours, but you, she came off of injury and then mm -hmm. you two sort of bonded and then later formed the Money Birds tag team. So can you tell us more about the dynamic of that friendship and how you guys decided to start legitimately tag teaming together? I know it's kind of started, you were just paired together, but then more came to it, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the first time we ever actually had a, we tagged together just the two of us, we were on AEW Dark and they yeah. put us together and we had already talked because like her and I were, we're best friends. Like she yeah. is like my family out here and um, we had always talked about we should, we should be a tag team. We should like, we know we're kind of the similar size. We're kind of very same, like athletically, we've kind of been doing this the same amount of time. Um, we have great entering chemistry and that just kind of carries on in the like outside of the ring we're really good friends and inside of the ring we're also like we have great chemistry um so the first time we actually officially tagged together just the two of us was on AEW Dark so I was like well this is kind of cool it's like we're already kind of like a little team and it's like on you know on kind of like a big um uh, stage mm -hmm. and so then we kind of we're still just hoping to like do the tag team thing like Mission Pro had their women's tag division so we're like well they need more tag teams and um thankfully we got to get booked there together and uh, where else did we tag um out in san antonio we did a tag match out there and yeah it's been I, really fun and i get to call have, like, one of you your know, matches behind us a little bit i get to call one of your matches in a few weeks at ccw so i'm looking forward oh, to that yeah oh I'm so i won't excited. be there in person we record it in post but i will get to call one of your matches so. oh awesome yeah so well, we're and we're so excited for yeah. that so it's like we both get we we both talked about it. It would be really nice to get out to like the East Coast and oh, wrestle. Yeah. And and now this is our first booking out there. And it's nice that we got to, we get to do it together. So we get to travel out there together. Um, we get to practice together, do all that stuff. And yeah, it'll be we're really, really excited to finally get out to the East Coast and wrestle out there. Yeah, I forgot you, you know, you've mainly been kind of uh West Coast or the South, so or Canada. Pretty much obviously. just Texas, really, because yeah. yeah. like I went out to the tryout in San yeah. Fran, but and I, I was able to get onto the Queen of the Indies show, but yeah. that was kind of the only booking I've had on the West Coast, other than like up in Vancouver and Canada and yeah. stuff. So yeah. We're going across the country now. So Ex kind of expanding cool. your horizons. You yes. Know? How did you and Lady Bird land on your kind of current aesthetic and presentation and then the Money Bird's name itself? <laughs> um, so we were trying to figure out for a while what we could like call ourselves. And we had a couple, we had a couple of things on a list and um, nothing really like stuck really, yeah. you know, because that's the kind of thing with wrestling. You kind of have to like try something out throw it at the wall, see if yeah. it sticks sort of thing. Yeah. So we were throwing a bunch of crap at the wall and none of it was that good. And then I was kind of just thinking, I'm like, what, what's something that could just like, is just easy, like makes sense. 
And then like, I kind of do like the money gimmick and she's like lady bird. And so then I, I kind of, I don't know. I think I just thought of it like one night I was like, money birds is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him like, what do you think about money birds? And she's like, I love it. And, and it was easy because it's like, I had already had all this like money type gear and yeah. then she's lady bird. So we were able to kind of just put it together. And then it was kind of cute because it was just like, it was just kind of like us. It was just kind mm-hmm. of like both of our things meshed together and yeah, and it kind of just worked. And it's, I don't know the the people seem to like it. So it's, we're doing something right, I guess. I love your matching silver gears. Like I, I, oh, I, I love a good gear. I, I feel like it's an underrated, but also kind of necessary kind of presentation aspect of it. It ties like everything in, you know, it's part of the art to it. But, you know, like, like you mentioned, your own character obviously blends with uh, Ladybirds, but kind of in that singles realm, I'm curious, what are your general sources of inspiration when you're envisioning your gear for kind of your singles competition? Well, that was kind of the thing too. It's like when her and I, when Ladybird and I were trying to figure out what we wanted our tag gear yeah. to look like, we kind of wanted, cause we're still singles wrestlers as well yes, too. That's true. So it's like my gear that I have is still like my style and yeah. her gear that her, she has is still her style. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just tried to get the same like color scheme together. That way we can wear it together when we're a team mm-hmm. and then we can also wear it individually when we're by ourselves. So that was kind of like our goal with that. Um, um, but yeah, so it's like, I don't know my, but who inspires my gear? Is that what you said? Yeah. What are your sources of inspo for your gear? Yeah. Um, always like Mercedes Monet. She's still like top tier of like gear design. You're about <laughs> the th- I don't blame you for saying this, but you're the, you're about the third person in the last two weeks that I've seen say that. And rightfully yeah. so, because she's like, always had stellar gear. It's always on point. It's always so good. And then I, especially with my last, the new, that new silver gear that I have, um, that one, I actually got designed from, from a designer somewhere that I met online, but I really kind of wanted to do more of like a Joshi, like Japanese style. And that really like inspired me. Cause it's like, I, I, because I wanted to like mm-hmm. wrestle in Japan. So I was like, I want to look like a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> and so that's how I kind of got the inspiration for my last set of gear. And then I've kind of just tried to like play off that design a little bit and try to like, you know, I kind of do like the arm bed now and like um, kind of just try to keep it all together, keep the same theme. Um, I like it. I think it looks good. So kind of just little tweaks every now and then different color schemes. But yeah, definitely yeah. Mercedes Renee and like the Joshi uh, style of gear. I can see that. I I can feel like, and I feel like, you know, people elevate, change their gear all the time, but I feel like that's just kind of, you've definitely changed your gear from the last time I talked to you, but you know, it's a, it's a part of the evolution, you know? Oh gosh. I know. I like when I was packing up all my stuff with like moving and stuff, I found like my first set of gear. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I don't think anybody is like, unless your first match is like on tv i feel like your first gear is not going to be great any i yeah. feel like just for anybody yeah it was yeah. literally like a sports bra that i got at a store that's what that's what i got some rhinestones not even yeah. rhinestones it was just like some shimmery tape or something and then i didn't realize that when you glue it on like it won't stretch anymore so i had to like wiggle myself into it every time like it was it was a mess that's funny that's yeah but then funny. people like want to like buy it and i was like i don't think you I don't know. I'm too sentimental to like sell that. I was just like, fair. 
you know fair especially you know you're still early in your career you know maybe if it's like 10 years from now you're like yeah yeah i maybe. don't want to remember that fair no. you know? it, but it kind of makes me laugh i was like yeah. oh this is like so bad but yeah but it, you know it's one of those things that you learn as you go and you kind of learn yes. through experimentation so you know you talked about you you've grown you've become more mature but kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced in your career thus far other than uh wardrobe not malfunctions but war- <laughs> oh, I've, I've definitely had yeah. some of those <laughs> um, which never yeah. fun <laughs> so what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced so far and how did you kind of cope with them uh challenges like in the wrestling ring or I like, character wise you're finding your identity you know confidence has been one for people you're you're kind of still in this developmental stage so I feel like wrestling it just personal your personal life there's a lot that goes into that yeah I think um definitely definitely trying to like figure out your character and who Mm -hmm. you want to be how you want to say things you know um cutting promos like that's always like really difficult for me um even just like I know I especially with being at reality of wrestling it's cool because it is kind of it is tv style so but I'm very like I'm still kind of awkward in front of a camera Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like eye shifty and I'm like I get nervous and I've never been good with like making eye contact with people I'm always like looking away or like looking down or looking somewhere else so I think just having like more presence in front of a camera is a challenge and um there's sometimes I don't know coming off my entrance I always forget what I want to do where I want to stand where I'm supposed to look (laughs) like I always struggle with that as well too um but yeah, it's it's that thing where it's kind of like you have to kind of make mistakes to kind of figure out what to do right sort yeah. of thing. And I'm a big believer in like you should be watching your stuff back. You should be watching your matches. You should be watching your entrance just to kind of see what you can do better, what you can do different, what you shouldn't do. Um, so yeah, kind of just – and it, it's a very humbling experience like watching your stuff back. And sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that match was really good. I, I feel really good about it. And then you watch and you're like, oh, <laughs> like what happened there? You know, what's funny is you just perfectly segued because, you know, you've been through a lot of trials and tribulations, but the one thing I've admired about you is that you pride yourself on being humble. Um, <laughs> so, but we need to recognize a pretty damn cool opportunity that you had a few months ago that I don't think many people are aware of. You, there was a little teaser out on social media, but I don't think a lot of people know that you were one of the four Asuka <laughs> imitators, clones. I don't exactly know the right name for it, but you were included in Asuka's entrance at WrestleMania 39 in California, Gigi. How that was, was that crazy. experience and kind of... Kind of tell us how it all came together and all about that experience, whatever you oh, can anyway. Yeah, no, whatever, I'll just tell you everything. I don't care. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. It was so cool. Um, it was really great. It was. I felt so fortunate to be able to get booked as an extra on WrestleMania. Um, so went out to Los Angeles and um, yeah, I didn't really know going there what if you were going to do anything. You kind of yeah. just go, right? And if they have something for you, they do. If they don't, they don't. I still thought it was cool kind of just to be, you know, backstage at WrestleMania, you know, biggest show of the year. Um, I've been a fan of wrestling my whole entire life. So it's like, it's it's one thing to like be an extra at like Raw or SmackDown, but to be at Mania is kind of like, it's, it's really, really, it's cooler than the other ones, I guess, really. And then to be able to um, 
do like the Oscar thing was like really, really cool. And I don't know, they just, they give you your costume and they kind of tell you what to do. And um, you go out there and practice on the stage with like Oscar and then Triple H comes out and he's directing what to do. And it's just like, it's just such a surreal moment. And then you're on that huge stage. And I think it was, it was night two, I think it was. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I was only there for night two. I wasn't there for night one. Um, so I had already known what like the stage looked like and all that stuff. But just to like go out there and walk out there and kind of just to be like part of like, I guess the small crew that you're part of, it was really neat. And then you're walking around and we still have like our little Oscar gimmicks on and, you know, all like the sign town or like, oh, it's the Oscars, you know, <laughs> so it was just like, it was cool just to be like an uh, Oscar for a day or for like five minutes. Like yeah. it was just a really great experience. And um, yeah, I'm really, really thankful that I got to do something like that. It's, I think growing up as a fan and like Oscar being someone who really inspired me to get into what <clears throat> wrestling um to be able to like be part of her entrance was like really 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 cool <laughs> yeah and being you know being on that wrestlemania stage i mean you're behind a mask but i have to oh my gosh but then being behind so the mask you can't see anything oh. wait really no the eye holes were so small and then um we had like the, the little thing we had to do and then yeah. you had to walk to a certain part of the stage like to yeah. the very front of the stage and yeah. i'm just like we were wearing the gown. Oh, and then that was a cool. So the gowns that we were wearing were like the actual Oscar gowns, like gowns that she's worn on NXT TakeOver. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they let us pick which one we wanted. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly which one I wanted. <laughs> I was like, that one is mine. No one else touch it. Do you remember the color? I don't it remember orange. all of them. It kind of yeah. had like a leopard print on it, like fur. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she wore it on like one of the NXT TakeOvers, yeah. one of her championship matches. Yeah. But like I saw it and I just recognized it so much. It was just like that vintage NXT Oscar yeah. robe. And I was like, that's the one I want to wear. And no one else wanted it. So I was, I, I don't know if I just like called it, I dimmed it too early maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so that was cool. So you're like wearing like her actual robes, which was like really cool. Um, but yeah, so when we're doing, when we're on the stage for the entrance, we did our little thing. Then you had to like walk to the end, end of the like stage. And I'm like, you have this robe on, someone's going to step on it behind you. Cause we kept doing that while we were rehearsing. I don't want to trip. I can't see yeah. where I'm going. Like oh it was gosh. so nerve wracking. I'm like, please just don't fall. Please just don't fall. Like not on the WrestleMania stage in front of like, what was it? Like 80,000 people. At least though, if you do fall, you're behind a mask. If your mask didn't fall off. My mask almost <laughs> fell off. Like, that's funny. but yeah so it was it was really cool and uh, I'm glad none, none of that happened my mask stayed on I didn't yeah. fall I went where I had to be so yeah it was really it was a great experience it was I'm really really thankful that I got to do something like that that was wild yeah and I feel like kind of side note I feel like it was like it became like a mini mission for me to kind of uncover the identity of all the Oscars <laughs> and you were the last one that I pieced together so really? <laughs> yes but it, it was really heartwarming to know that all four all four of you girls really deserve it and you know it was just like it, it was a unique batch of people too. just come I'm not gonna you know it's, it's whenever they want to disclose that is up to them but I feel like it was a really cool opportunity and very well deserved for all four of you so. Oh, thank you. And it was really nice. And yeah. the other three girls that were there, um, I had met them other times, kind of just yeah. on other indies. And it was, we were just, a, it was a great group of girls that we had. And uh, it was a really cool experience for us to all share together.
Yeah, and you know, like you said, you didn't get to wrestle in the appearance, but I mean, you got you were backstage surrounded by people like Triple H, producers, the signed talent. I I don't even know if you had time or if you had kind of the the guts to, but did you were you able to pick anyone's brain for advice or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you just mind your own yeah, business yeah, and you yeah, go fair, there, you do fair. your thing, you eat your catering yeah. and you watch the show. You know, that's fair. I, I'm curious, you know, you, you were there for night two, other than your own experience, kind of what other match or moment did you enjoy from night two? From night two? Um, oh, night- everything was like really, really cool. I mean, I know I was in like the main event was like really good with like Roman and Cody. Yeah. I was like team roman i know everyone was like really going for cody but i mean i was like yeah. big big picture here the whole mm-hmm. bloodline storyline like you can't take the belt off of roman right now are you cra- are you crazy <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i'm still i'm still very sad from it <laughs> it's salty but it's fine it's fine i just think look uh, look what happened with the bloodline now if roman was not the champion when all this stuff happened i don't think it would have felt as big <sighs> Roman hasn't defended it since WrestleMania. It's going on three months, Gigi. (laughs) 90 days. That would never happen anywhere else. (laughs) Whatever. That's that's just my thoughts. I I know, but you know, I don't know how long you were in California, but were you able to enjoy your time in California outside of the work aspect of it? Kind of what else did you do while you were out there? Uh, Well, I was, I was at um, Raw the next night. Yes. Um, which was fun. Um, but that was, that was about it. There, there wasn't really a lot to do because when you get there for mania, you're there all day. Mm-hmm. And then I did raw the next day and same thing. You're kind of there at the arena all day. And, and that was also a cool experience as well too. Um, I, I met a lot of really cool people, the other like people that were booked as extras. And, um, and I think even with that, um, I, I like, I, um, I know, not know, but like I bumped into like TJ cause I had trained with him before. So yeah. I said hi to him. Um, I think that was kind of the only person, um, but everyone's just like so busy, right? Like yeah. in the back and you kind of just want to like, you know, don't be, not be any in anyone's way and be yeah. respectful and yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's such an awesome opportunity. And obviously you have a huge one ahead of you. You know, you said that Japan, you've been really yearning to go there. So I'm kind of curious, you know, who are some performers marvelous and beyond that you were kind of have your eyes on from Japan that you may want to work with sometime? Oh gosh. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so bad with names, but it's like, I, I can see them and I know exactly yeah. like who I think especially who I'd want to work with, especially being a part of like the queen of the Indies. Uh, a lot of those marvelous girls were on the show and they were just phenomenal, just so great in the ring. And they're also at like the seminar and the tryout and everything. And just to see the way that they move and the way that they strike and um, their cardio is just like unreal, unlike anyone else's. So that's kind of like my plan for the summertime is just to kind of get my cardio game up just yeah. so I can keep up with these women. Um but yeah, I'm really excited just to go over there and then talking to some other girls that have been to Japan before. They said like, um, even though they were with Marvelous, they were able to work for other promotions. So yeah. I just like really hope I get the opportunity to do that as well. Um, I think I'm I'm so I'm just so looking forward to just the whole experience of everything. So yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know, if, are they sending all of you at the same time or is it the winners? Are they, is it going to be separate? Sure. I, I feel like we're going to be going out at the same time. Yeah. 
Um, but again, I, I don't know for sure. I did email them to let them know that I was, I am a Canadian citizen, so I'll probably be flying out of Canada, not out of the States. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. So. Cause, Cause I was going to say, if you've promised Braxton there with you, I'd feel like it's a little bit more comforting too. You're not like alone. You have a familiar, yeah. a familiar Yeah. We're hoping we can go out there you. together. That's kind yeah. of what we've been talking about. So. Yeah. And you know, to kind of close things out, you know, you've now, you're going to cross off one of your big goals. So, you know, after Japan and all of that, kind of what are you hoping to accomplish in this next chapter of your career? Uh, the next chapter is still to get that TV contract. It's still to be a TV wrestler, you know, and to kind of like make this a full-time gig and have this be all that I'm doing. And I have every time I get in the ring, I still have the same passion, if not more passion now than I did before, especially with all the, success and opportunities that I've gotten I just really hope that this um this Japanese venture and the experience that I'm going to have out there is just going to really um give me a lot more skills make me a lot more well-rounded wrestler really help me with psychology and just really like up my my wrestling game and I'm excited to bring that back home bring that back to the states and I'm actually or am I excited just to stay in Japan like if I I will stay out there for as long as they will let me stay out there, mm-hmm. I think. And um, unless like some really big opportunity comes in the States that like I need to come back here for, it's like, yeah. I'm cool with staying in Japan for an unknown yeah. amount of time. So yeah, I don't think that's a bad gig at all. It's obviously yeah. a dream of yours, but Gigi, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. I'm so excited. Hopefully, you know, the next time, well, the next time we talk, we will be talking about Japan, you know, whether you're yes. still there or not is still TBD, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, uh, before we let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on your social medias? Yes. So on Instagram, I am GG wrestling and on Twitter, GG wrestling. That's it. Uh, those are the places you can find me nice and easy nice and easy <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me today Gigi. it's been an absolute pleasure and sincerely congratulations on all your success and upcoming opportunities it's so awesome to see oh thank you so much Ella. it was great chatting with you again